That's four two. like not actually a real hacker or anything it's just like completely made up i actually heard that he was like 80 hackers uh i know i can hear us on stream oh cool hello there's still music i'm pretty sure so hello everybody <laughs> welcome back sorry we're still struggling with them uh, so everybody we're back yeah, sorry, uh, as uh, you just said, I'm not sure if you can hear him uh, or were previously able to hear him, but you should be able to now. And we're back. We're so, back. Uh, what's go. up, guys? You're back, too? We're back. We're uh, all back. All right, let's get into it. So, on, uh, Black Hat, what happened? Uh, <laughs> Black Hat? I wasn't there, but everyone knows about the five-dimensional cryptography. Yeah. This man could bend space and time on stage. Yeah, that was really cool. I liked that uh, concept for a talk. <laughs> I, I didn't oh. know that you could just uh, do a talk by just paying a black hat a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. it's like a Doctor Strange thing, right? <laughs> totally just paid to do like a talk. And then uh, was one of the dudes from Trailer Bits, I've forget his name uh, yeah 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 and he just totally just called him just called him on it just like you're full of shit yeah <laughs> amazing who he worked for it's as if like some vendor would be sending somebody there to discourage this newly launched innovation in mathematics and science that's going to completely rock the entire industry <laughs> I mean, it rocks the industry, all right. So there was there was a uh, um, a talk last year at DEF CON where they tracked people who would basically publish like fraudulent papers and do fraudulent conference talks um, to like boost their company's value, basically to investors by saying, you know, oh, we talked at you know a hundred conferences last year, but the conferences were like four people. And they all just sort of like say whatever, and they made up like fake bullshit, but like similar to like the time time cube, whatever the fuck that was, and um, just uh, like just time shout cube. gibberish basically. Like they were, they just like tested the whole system and were able to just basically do nothing and get a published paper and a published talk as that, a Markov bot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, come to Dollar VPN Con. <laughs> um, no. Literally. Does anybody know how much they paid to get that space? Like, if I have to pay $1,000 to say whatever the fuck I want, like, I, mean, I think that's a pretty good spend. $1,000 is, like, less than a Black Hat ticket. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that they paid many thousands. 
tens of thousands at least. But yeah, but the, they yeah. were able to just pay their way in. Yeah, I don't know how many like sponsor talk. I haven't been to Black Hat proper before. Um, I don't know how many sponsor talks there actually are, but I mean that that sort of thing is is common amongst a lot of industries. But there are, I feel like for industries where there is a lot of hard science and a lot of uh, research stuff, it's people do call it out, but it it's not the same crowd as Black Hat or DefCon per se, where somebody who knows is definitely going to be the first person to you know stick their nose up and be like excuse me like they're literally you're talking to a room full of actually guys like the you know yeah. the meme like it's, it's that <laughs> um, that was actually like i used to fear that a lot giving presentations like going into a room and trying to be very confident about what i know but also knowing that there's people in the crowd that do know more than me and what I'm about to say. Um, mm-hmm. and like, and hopefully like, you know, you have enough content that you like cover enough things well enough that your presentation is good. But mm-hmm. if you take any one of those things, someone knows more than you about it for sure. Unless you like wrote it yourself, like, unless it's like a very like specific thing, like a general technology, there's going to be like, you know, if you're going to talk about <laughs> like, like, uh, scheduling inside like like the linux kernel some guy is going to be like the ultimate at that and uh and that's not you (laughs) so be very careful about what you speak about but also don't be afraid to share what you know as well because there's a lot of people who don't know everything that you do and i think this guy was probably betting on that that uh you know people would just sort of accept what he was telling them well that's what he was yeah well, it's not like he was. Uh, it's not like he was just some random researcher giving this talk that didn't make sense. It was very clearly designed to promote their product. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd love to see. Like, how do they deliver that? <laughs> Does it come as like a as a device? Does it come as a software suite? I mean, it comes more of a feeling. Lotus one, two, three, four, five dimensional <laughs> encryption. <laughs> Just like, you know, it's a certain five dimensional. There's actually like neutri- like tachyon neutrinos uh, that you need um, very expensive detectors to you know detect uh, deep beneath the Earth's crust. Um, you actually confirm it, so you can't tell if it exists or not until you buy the product. Well, even then, you know, you're just getting the result from the product, you know, it's so advanced. <laughs> um, shit, what about the, um, how was the, the meetup that happened? The meetup was good. It started off a little slow, but we all kind of clumped together. I think the definite highlight of that first meetup were the, uh, hello, my name is stickers. Shout out oh to Readme for getting those. Yeah, well, and it was hilarious because I was sitting there trying to figure out you know, where everybody was, and Remy was literally standing, like, like two feet behind me. It was super sneak. Yeah, we were standing around all of each other and couldn't figure out who was actually Q. Well, I mean, the bar was packed. Mm-hmm. So, um, and by the end I, of the I, meetup, all wearing yeah. Well, My Name is stickers. Yeah, by, by the end of the meetup, everybody in the bar was not Dan. It was great. So, That's I don't remember great. who told me this, but at some point, someone walked up and said they heard a random a group of non-DEFCON people walk by and go, what's up with all these not-Dan stickers? 
Oh yeah, I, I had a few people ask that. That's great. We were giving them out to everyone. Goons, Vegas, just random people, a bunch of DEF CON people. That's amazing. It was yeah. a time. And then a... the next night, I think, Nux showed up with a bunch of the uh, stickers that the the green stickers with the profile picture. Oh, oh, yeah. And those uh, went you said everywhere. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of the sticker swap and anything that's sticker swap gets everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, okay. You and I dropped a few hundred stickers at the sticker swap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ended up in the press room, too. That's too yeah. bad. And if any of you... I brought like 80 somehow... stickers and they're gone in less than five minutes. What are you saying, Dan? I was going to say, if any of you guys happen to get uh, happen to get crebbed, I'm going to be there just as hardcore as everybody else has been there for me. I really appreciate it. If yeah, in theory, sure. it, was, it was not. It was a wonderful Dan experience Dan because whoever. <laughs> either when stickers got dropped somewhere or were given out, people were like, hell yeah, and you know, super supportive, or That's they so just good. found out about it and became super supportive. That's amazing. Yeah. There was not, at least on my end, I don't think there was a total anyone who was like, what, not Dan stickers? <laughs> well, there might have been like one or two. I haven't, I, I didn't see anything. Like I gave out a few hundreds. <laughs> 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 Like literally, I, I, you, I, I think I saw more of those stickers than most of the other stickers, except yeah, for, I mean, the, for the I mean, only ones. Those were pretty popular. It was given away at any chance, like walking from Bally's to Planet Hollywood, bunch of people getting stickers on the way. That's amazing. I, I really uh, liked uh, all the different ways that people had written like not Dan as well. Um, oh, yeah, that was great. That was a lot of dedication put into those stickers. And, uh, <laughs> Like and people like just random people were tweeting out like they're not there like not version of the not dance sticker. I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. There was that's like nice. logic gate and like <laughs> like yeah, yeah. The logic gate one was. Great. I tried to I tried to give the love by uh, retweeting as much as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, there was there's a huge amount of them. It's insane to me that out of like seven years, I think. That's the first year that um, one of the not Dan's uh, of these hundred didn't go, unfortunately, uh, due to some some other things going on. But uh, seeing it from afar was even more surreal, to be honest. I, I, I cannot imagine what it would have been like to be there and, uh, and kind of see that all going down. I probably actually... Yeah, I think I, I probably would have gotten real shy and hid. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest thing, which I don't know, you might take it as a good thing or a bad thing, but think of how spread out over the world these stickers are. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, a stickers. surreal thing. It really is. But I, the support of it, um, yeah. I mean, I I I can't possibly thank everybody enough it's been it's been real it's been awesome and uh I, I, to see you know mg's i think still in the stream but there's a little bit of a uh a thing last night uh between uh, some twitter drama and uh i read through some things that just kind of reaffirmed that Man, there's just really no 
no kind of self-reflection happening on the other side of the equation, and that's too bad. Um, but I'm uh, I'm not gonna let it I'm not gonna let it rule my life and anything like that. I'm having fun with it. I I absolutely have having fun with the fact that uh, you guys did all that craziness. You guys uh, really shocked the hell out of me with that. So. <laughs> As uh it was cool though. I love it. Oh yeah. Hell Internet's yeah. forever. Um so did anybody uh, see any really cool talks they want to discuss or, or sorry, is yes, MSA DNZ? No, 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 we'll go with that. Yeah, I was just saying, like, um anybody see anything really like interesting, any interesting in uh talks or presentations or what have you? I didn't see much, but one thing I definitely want to mention is the uh but I'm from Vogue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what happened? So, uh, does somebody want to like buses? Do you want to uh, fill everyone in on on sure. the, uh, Sky Talk? I have a secondhand view, but so uh, I think maybe just one of us, maybe a few, whatever, had uh, press badges on behalf of Thug Crowd. But um, one of the core Thug Crowd people was going to one of the Sky Talks, and one of the terms of the speakers is that all members of the press wouldn't be attending the talk. And I believe the ejected people were one of us and then a different person who once ejected went up to the goons and went, but I'm from Vogue. Don't you want me here? <laughs> from Vogue, huh? Like, Who's going to give coverage? Oh. Yeah, and it's just for everyone listening who doesn't know about Sky Talks. Sky Talks are meant to be not recorded. They give you a very strong disclaimer that if you like bring your phone up to take a picture your phone will be taken from you and sledgehammer and smashed they like they literally yeah. have a sledgehammer <laughs> which i think is amazing i, mean, I heard well, that there was actually a phone sledgehammered uh yeah this year it was thankfully not a phone that was lost yeah oh, yeah, yeah there was some concern about uh, but, comrade um, evie lost the same model phone that happened to be sledgehammered but it was not the same phone uh, I think yeah. with like uh, the the whole speakers asking not to get re recorded is like super important. I know that like uh, in my con experience, like we've had people record speakers who have specifically said this can't be re like you know I work for blah blah blah. Don't record it. Like appreciate it. Thank you. And then people have gone ahead and recorded it. And I think like if you're a con attendee and you're in the room with somebody who's sharing their knowledge with you and like sharing their you know, insights or whatever, like, don't be a dick. Yeah, and some of these people are speaking when they're uh, bound by terms beyond their control to not talk about it, whether or not it's because it's it's an embargoed thing um, or even just because they're afraid of being sued and frankly aren't, aren't, they don't have a reason other than they just are not wanting to do it public publicly, then you got to yeah. fucking respect that. Like, I mean, they're, going... they're at sky talks for a reason. Yeah. It's effectively, it's an off the record type thing. And just, you know, ignoring that is really just ridiculous. I, I'm came to sky talks to hear sky tax content, which is known explicitly to need that kind of level of, yeah. You, got, you have to account for people not wanting themselves recorded and things like that. 
I think I've been to a few Sky Talks, and it's absolutely the biggest reason that I would buy a badge to be able to go to those. Yeah. Um, I remember going to one where someone was actually uh, had to phone in as a iPad on a Segway. And uh, they even put an eye patch over the camera on the iPad. <laughs> uh, this is real funny. That is very funny. Um, but yeah, like, uh... oh man, I totally forgot where I was going with that. No. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. Uh, taking notes, I'm hearing a lot of people do. I've actually never seen a lot of people take notes. I yeah, I mean, assumed... you can't wipe someone's memory, so. Well, you can't wipe yeah, his memory, that. but writing notes exactly while they're talking that can catch a lot of detail that you might not be able to remember 30 minutes. I will later. say, though, uh, the point of anonymity is almost always, you know, not to, or of the lack of media is, is almost always to protect the person versus the content. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Good, like the whole point, point of doing a talk is to, you know, spread information. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. There you so, go. How do you guys feel then about like being a conference attendee and having like, because personally I don't take for like, you know, I'll go like, you know, it takes a long time to get to America. I'll get all the way to Vegas and I'm on a holiday as well as being at a con. And I don't take any photos because I know that like, even like there's a, a couple of photos of all the years I've been at Defcon. One of them is a, is a selfie with me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> probably the worst one. But like, if somebody is taking a photo around you, doesn't it feel like super weird? Like, please don't take my photo, even as like not even if if you're not speaking. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and like, there's just a lot of people there that are that just don't want to be photographed in general. Like, that's yeah. And I, I think the thing that though, sucks about it is that in a casino, you can't hide your face. Right. Because and, and, you, right. you can't be wearing a mask. Well, I, yeah. actually, there was actually, oh, can, uh, go on. can you wear a mask in the casino though? I think you might be able to. I mean, there were like the furries, right? In their f fursuits, which I'm yeah. guessing, you know, I'm assuming you can't sit down like and play blackjack, but you can walk through the yeah. casino with masks on. So, and or like the, that, the masks, right? The like flu masks yeah. or whatever. They yeah, casinos are famous for having like, world-renowned facial recognition software right so yeah obscuring the face will probably do it but yeah you probably would not be able to gamble or anything forgot right. someone made sunglasses with embedded ir leds for that purpose yeah although a lot of a lot of the newer or more advanced cameras uh, don't have as much of a problem with ir i have for... noticed that i noticed the uh, ir is not an effective countermeasure as much anymore and i mean yeah. casinos uh, those I mean, are going to yeah. be the first i ones. was I was talking to some people and they're saying um, about if you like white out your eyebrows and then put black underneath your eyes, mm -hmm. the way that oh, yeah, the, um, the algorithms work a lot of the times is to detect the lightest and darkest parts and then the dis distance between them. And, uh, yes. and so oh. doing that like def like screws with the uh, actual way the images and are. so juggalos well. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that's that's and that's the reason why is because uh, um the most popular uh algorithms do it that way and so it yeah uh, it, it depends though i'm sure that like 
it seems feasible that Vegas has had enough people in different casinos that, because like, it, I, I don't know if using a static algorithm would work for how Vegas has their camera set up because it's basically people that look all look completely different from all different angles. Well, that's that's the reason why these algorithms exist is to put people into boxes to put, not regardless right. of what they look like. Everyone has eyebrows. Uh, everyone has light right, points but, and dark points on their faces. Well, and not everybody has eyebrows. First off, yeah. uh, <laughs> and second off, I, I think that a lot of uh, facial recognition for like a larger scale is uh, potentially machine learning. Yeah, and have a little bit of a like, and, and that in that kind of scenario, using that trick will work for a while, but then it will stop to work. It will stop working once enough. Well, it, it'll, uh, so it, it identifies your face, I think, by one, two, three, four, five. I think it's five points per side of the face. So 10 points total. And it measures the distance between them um, in two from up, down, and then uh, left, right. And the distance between the dots form just like basically a numeric value and that's yeah. that's what's actually stored it's it's not if you were to look at like a facial recognition with the raw data it's numbers it's not yeah it's, it's the same way they do fingerprints where right. they find swirls and whatnot yeah, and then yeah. turn that into a although you do need number. to you do need to do the segmentation so you can uh once you have the location of the face then you can do recognition based off of that. But locating and detecting that face, I think, requires something a little bit more fuzzy. I think so, the other um, thing... Uh, sorry, I, I know you want to move on. I'll just make it quick. I, I think one of the things, though, is that if if you do the same thing where you're whiting out your eyebrows and, and doing some black makeup, uh, that'll that'll absolutely make a new person ID in their database but now that person idea yeah. is going to be tracked so it yeah like you said eventually it it, it breaks down and your privacy you gotta have is dynamic faces man yes yeah like uh a scan of that <laughs> yeah oh, great movie cycle your face every two weeks <laughs> if, if so, there's uh, still um ir perceptive you can simply have a grid of ir LEDs pointed at your face, just kind of rotating the illumination around. Ooh, you know, MG, yeah. you would know so this MG, one. This, speaking this... of sweet MG hardware hacks, yeah, oh shit, uh, you gave away a bunch of baggies and sold a bunch of baggies as well. I they did, did not contain, they didn't contain drugs. Um, well, they can tell you to find drugs, but yeah, it'll give you a dopamine hit, that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so we had the demon seed. Yes, we did. Five grams of demon seed. And so, what's the demon seed? For people that don't know, or are we not? um, Are we not sure? I'll I'll let uh, uh, DNZ finish, and then I'll fill in that blank. No, fill it, fill in that blank, and then we'll go onto the we'll go onto the OMG cable after. Oh yeah. Well, um. Let's see, the, the demon seed is simply the name I gave to that really basic AT tiny target, uh, sorry, the AT tiny um, implants that I was messing around with like two years back. And then um, you know, it's the same circuit that my, my friend Kevin stole. Um, and then mm. 
let's see that uh, that I decided that it was worthwhile to turn into kind of an educational kit and make it as cheap as I possibly could uh, for people to kind of learn. Um, well, it was it was a choose your own adventure thing where different there was like three different skill sets. Whether it was going down to the bare board and doing some solder paste reflow with surface mount components, or next level up would be the continuation of that is where you're assembling a little pogo jig programmer and pushing a um, bootloader onto this AT Tony. And the next step uh, beyond that was you know, you got an assembled board with a bootloader on it. You just have to solder four points, um, four solder points from the board to a USB connector. And now you've got a, basically it's a really, really stripped down ducking, you know, a, a few ways, but you know, it works. And then you can uh, put that inside of a cable that charges the phone. No data pass through because it's a little more complicated and kind of harder to do in a class setting. But um, hmm. I basically had a uh, assembled board and an assembled board and you know, pogo jig uh, assembly all kind of wrapped in these little one inch by one inch bags with all, you know, Batman logos or skulls on them and handing those out. I uh, started it off by, well, I went out to Vegas the, uh, early uh, for teaching at Black Hat. Uh, Joe Fitz had some classes. Um, let's see. There was about four days where I was helping run them. These specifically were about rapid prototyping uh, and hardware implants. So it was a good uh, good experience there teaching a lot of people. And in those classes are where I first handed out a bunch of those bags for people to test out and you know play with. But my wife um, beforehand had helped me hand place for reflow about uh, almost 250 of those. So, you know, there's uh, six components per board, uh, 250 boards worth, really tiny things. But I uh, had a whole bunch of them and decided to just bag them all up and make them, I think it was 20 bucks, which you know, is very close to the cost of somebody who wanted to go and you know, do their own. So hopefully a whole bunch of people grab those and brings them back home and they learn how to go through that entire process. Um, what they may or may not realize is that a lot of the things involved there, especially like the pogo jig stuff and the interfacing, it's a lot of the fundamentals of um, just hardware hacking in general and just interfacing with hardware you you want to you know maybe get root on or whatever it may be. All, all the skills are kind of built into that at an early stage, but it, it was a lot of fun. You know what? I I just find that uh, I I was following it along. I was following you along on Twitter as usual while while you were teaching and stuff. And I noticed that um, it was your wife's first time at DefCon, and you yep. brought her along to help you assemble hundreds of parts. Yep, <laughs> that is dedication. <laughs> deserves a shout out. Um, yes, that's exactly Absolutely. actually what I was just gonna say. DNZ is she. I, I saw that it was her first time and one really super cool thing that she said was, hey, wait, I, I've never done any of this stuff before, but with enough repetition and practice, it's actually not so bad. I think that, yeah, that actually was pretty encouraging to me uh, to, yeah. to maybe retake it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll make sure you get one of those uh, five gram bag. Of uh, five gram bags of uh, demon seed over there, and uh, you can do what you wish with it. But yeah, my, um, as I said, my wife, uh, like, or sorry, as you said, 
wife picked those up and uh, went through it and uh, found a decent portion of that uh, pretty accessible, which is kind of the goal there. That's, so That's great. If you're, uh, if your partner can do it generally, like if, if, unless you're already in the same field, then that's yeah, yeah. generally a good sign that it's accessible. Um, yeah. So the second thing that before we get onto the, the OMG cable, um, yeah, yeah. I, know I do want to talk about that, but uh, you had some other goodies that you'd purchased and that, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, tell so me. Last year, I had last, a few. <laughs> last year, that was the money gun um, that you had the, uh-huh. the Monero party and the, you know, the bags, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bat, the bags of cash. But this yeah. year, that was totally different, and that was teeth. Yes. So I didn't actually really get into that. I just kind of uh, had I'll some be, of them on me. My back. plan here, I'm, though. I did not know I, about I, this. Yes, teeth. <laughs> um, Dan loves this project. Uh, I, I don't think I fully told him about it, so maybe I can. Um, but, yeah, uh, I kind of build everything backwards, right? So. You know, I've got this basic idea that's really unsettling and I haven't yet figured out a way to wrap it into <laughs> some sort of you know, tech of any form. Right? Oh but you know, that's the goal. But anyway, building backwards, <laughs> uh, teeth, you can, you can find teeth on eBay. You can find real human teeth. You can find actual human children's teeth on oh, eBay. My uh, it's great. Um, you can find all kinds of crazy weird things on, on eBay, but um, they're kind of expensive. Kind of expensive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, I did buy some. Now, these weren't actual human teeth because they were kind of expensive and I wanted a lot of them. A uh, hundred of them. I have a hundred teeth. Um, I went and just got like what seems to be veneers. Which is, you know, they're meant to be extremely realistic looking to, you know, replace people's teeth. So uh, that was a good start. Uh, my goal here is to make a silicone cast of them. And then basically, uh, I don't know if you ever made hard candy before, but pretty fucking easy. Oh, um, no. I want, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want like a perfect match to teeth, hard candy. And, you know, I'm going to make hard candy teeth that. Pull out of your pocket and you crunch away on it, and it'll be great. And oh, dude! I'm so first of all, everybody's nightmare. The teeth falling out nightmare. Like you crunch exactly. Uh, like it's uh, literally a thing. Like out of all the nightmares, if you just go Google common nightmares, yeah. and then yeah. you think, which of these can I reify for people? <laughs> you can actually get away with. Uh, cast of them. You could scan it, and and people could three D print it. Yeah, there's actually uh, yeah, a few sure. people that... That is uh, a very fucking terrifying idea, and I'm glad I have not crossed it, sir. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was telling be... someone... Oh, so it's I... built into you, man. You you have a visceral, like, human reaction that everyone does, for the most part. Uh, I love it. That, that's fucking horrible, and it's great. So it's, yeah. a, it's a really good thing that you can trigger that response on them and connect it to something else. And we're all my... going to have a bad time, and it's great. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of your, uh, your twisted... Uh... Your twisted uh, ticker is you. you I don't know what's of, up there, man. You think <laughs> teeth? There's some teeth up there. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm sold on this. This sounds fantastic. So right? I, I thought we'll get there. I thought you were saying, and it's uh, like you, the, 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 especially if Halloween comes around. Well, and you have yeah. trick I thought there yes. already were teeth that, or there already were candy that looked like teeth. If there is not currently, 
There might be, yeah. You should get on that quick and oh, yeah. make a buck for uh I mean, for I'm Halloween. not going to. Man, I, I, I doubt I would uh, mass produce and sell them because. No. Don't yeah, it. just I, go to MG's Etsy store. FDA. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, especially I if, you, if you did it right, if you mixed it right, like if you uh, made the candy correctly, you could probably yeah. make it look like the right level of shininess as well. Oh, exactly. It would be super easy. The trick would be um there's there's a variety of sugars out there um you gotta get the right one so that it doesn't pull in so much uh, water from the air because that's a common issue with hard candy and it'll rapidly do that and then you just have sticky teeth really oh i don't know I, I want like I so i want put you to hear the ticking sound when it drops on like the hard countertops oh, and stuff oh, yeah. yet, the whole thing has to be <laughs> you know an experience I love you, and I I I hate you sometimes, man. That is just so, horrible. Well, if you can give me idea. a reason sooner rather than later to connect this with some sort of technology, it'll <laughs> allow it to get out of my head faster. But if we don't <laughs> get that, it sits in my head for a really long time, and bad things happen yeah. to it. Love it. I and got you. Then uh, it comes out. There's I'm actually like Elmo dolls sitting around. <laughs> you need to get you need to get some molars so they're pretty big or wisdom teeth or something like some of the oh, yeah, I got them all. yeah and you need to put uh you need to do the the origami um the origami pcb like the flexible pcb that yeah. is like a like an esp or something on that inside the tooth so it's like a full wi-fi tooth so uh all, right. all, the, all the all the schizophrenics uh, yeah, that have said you know there's 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 radios in their teeth. I want a real radio in a tooth. You know, I gotta uh, say, technology. I these can do days, that actually. Right. If you do it right, the NSA will also be monitoring it. You know, if you put it on the internet. Oh my god. Yeah. You'd have to have something that vibrates just a tiny bit so it transmits into the bone. Um, Dude, yeah, that's pretty good. Teeth. Okay, <laughs> hold on. What, what freaks me out the most is MGs yeah. could have candy teeth and a few hundred real teeth. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here, I got a cup right somewhere, now, right? Play the right sound. Now. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, if you're handing out candy teeth, I don't know how much, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you mix in a few real teeth. <laughs> oh, I have a surprise uh, you bite into. That's so funny. I love it. Oh, there oh. they are. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like one of those uh, cereal box things. There's, uh... <laughs> so good. There's a real human tooth in every box. Oh, yeah. so... oh, my oh that's god. so good oh my god like you can just feel it but anyway um <laughs> sorry just drop we're talking one, about real... teeth for about drop five one. minutes here that's cool <laughs> oh yeah i just like i just remember when we were at the uh at the music show and you were like tying black string around glow sticks yeah uh, and i was like that's the perfect the perfect explanation of like <laughs> how your brain oh, works yeah. there's like constant mischief constantly mischief <laughs> uh, to, to explain and elaborate that uh, a little bit they were handing out a bunch of glow sticks in a really dark like music venue at defcon and there was a whole bunch of these like really i don't know they were like three foot long black rubbery-ish type string things and nobody was taking them so you know you gotta modify what's in front of you i was just Basically making that into really long, like, you know, 50 plus feet strings that um, you can go fishing and all kinds of trip wires and stuff like that uh, in large groups of people that uh, can't be seen in such oh dark uh, environments. It was really good. It's fun. 
people right. people smiled. It was great. I remember <laughs> oh. the mischief maker. Yes. So uh, that's the M, that's what the M stands for, mischief. Um, yeah. So the final thing, I guess. Oh, I don't know if it's the final thing. The next thing, the OMG cables. Uh, ah, obviously yes. made it all the way to Reddit's R technology subreddit. The technology. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I should go read the. I need to read no, those comments. The comments are brilliant everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh my god, they're so bad. Her, her, I love her, them. So many screenshots. She was just going through the whole thread, and just <laughs> pointed face of just like every everything. Was, yeah, you definitely read it for a laugh. Be able to some highlights if you want them. Great <laughs> man, I love when it breaks even out of like the technical realm, which is kind of started to, and you're like, how is this legal? And you know, shit like that. I'm like, oh, I love this. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and this it's, is it's this is an unresponse. We to need to get the, uh, decoded on here too because he's right? been grinding I mean, on this. If the, the yeah. decoded was listening, he should check his DMs. Oh, he's on yeah. the Twitch chat for sure. Yeah, um, but, uh, well, at least somebody that is purporting to be decoded, but no, that's, that's his. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm so here. In, was, no, you're here right there. Like you're literally in the chat. It was uh, the 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 drop of that was great. Um, got a lot of good feedback. I, I priced them pretty much double what I think we'll be able to get them out there for once they're kind of produced by somebody else other than me in my house, taking four hours per cable to do. Um, but yeah, so it was. I think it was. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, I was pressing for 200 bucks with the prototypes and a lot of people who didn't know anything about it would come up and like, what's this? And they're like, what the fuck? $200 for a cable. I'm like, that's good. That means you will not buy this four hour build cable and put it on your desk and never fucking use it. So that was great. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically found a, a decent amount of people who are very, very likely to leverage this in, you know, the next month or two. And, really really actually use it instead of just like having an impulse buy which is what i was going for it's like you you come back later if you're an impulse buyer and get the you know the, the one that'll go up in hack five and i don't have to deal with like the customer service shit that comes out of that it's like i, I want to go back and making more evil shit because i got got them all in my head and i have been wasting a lot of time just trying to get this mass production thing going and it's uh, it's the learning experience, but fuck, it's not I mean, as fun as just cable, building it. The OMG cable. Let's just quickly TLDR. We're talking bit oh, yeah. and lightning, and and there's all kinds of uh, uh, like OTA uh, payload stuff. And yeah, all kinds of good shit. Yeah. You want? Like, okay, I'll run. I'll, oh, you go first. Yeah, run, go run, run, run through the list. No, you run through the list first. Yeah. So. I yeah so what we got the OMG cable which is distinctly different from the Demon Seed kit although at the very base level it's a malicious cable and they both uh, are kind of bit banging USB to emulate a keyboard but um, yeah the OMG cable basically its physical enclosure is basically identical to a legitimate Apple Lightning cable uh, specifically went that pathway because. In terms of USB-A cables, the one, the one uh, USB-A connector housed cables, uh, the Apple ones are probably the biggest pain in the ass to do because of how lean they are. And there's some other things like, you know, the MFI built into it and stuff like that. So it's kind of a, a proof of capabilities. It's like, hey, if we can hit this, we can pretty much hit all of the other USB-A cables. And 
you know, that's that's why Apple has always been kind of uh, a focus of mine, just specifically because it's so much harder to do than the other ones. Um, it's really weird to see people like, oh, Apple fucked up. It's they're like the weakest ever, and it's like, dude, wait, what? No, it's literally the opposite. But cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you know, it's a fully functioning lightning cable. Looks just like one. You plug it in. It could easily be any other, you know, USB A cable with maybe a mini on the end or whatever USB C on the end. Um, you plug it in, works just like a cable, and also happens to emit. Currently, it's emitting anyway. A wireless access point it can also be a wireless client that connects to a nearby network, but um, by default, opens up a wireless access point that you, as the attacker, connect to. Uh, with my iPhone, I'm currently getting around 300 feet of range direct to the cable. You know, line of sight, kind of, you know, near my house. I'm sure that shortens a bit as you get into dense environments, but you know, that's that's where it's at now, and it's pretty good for such a small package. Anyway, you connect up to it, you dynamically create, load, save, you know, do whatever you want with uh, HID payloads. So that's you know, gonna be keyboard mice mostly mice jiggling in the current state uh i've got other fun things in there uh decode has been working on like uh, self-destruct which to my knowledge has no way of recovering the data once we kick that off it's basically a you know forensic wipe of the whole uh chip itself uh you know you, you get the stock oh, that's cool. uh, stuff that's still in the silicon of course we're not going to erase that but basically all evidence of the malicious evil shit in the code, gone. So, you know, that's a fun one to put in there. Uh, you can put that in your ducky script itself or even just have a button. You can manually kick that off. Um, it doesn't enumerate as anything to the hosts right until you push, you know, go on the payload. So you can sit there stealth for as long as you want. And, uh, oh, yeah, when it, when it does get flattened and uh, we do the self-destruct thing, it goes right back to just being a functional cable. It is passing through it, charges passing through it, exactly as you think. Uh, if you really want to be an ass and, or maybe you just want to get your target to let go of the cable, uh, you can kind of brick it to some extent where the data no longer works and it's just kind of charging. So it's like, oh, shit, my cable's broken. Time to, you know, throw that away and get a new one. Um, what else do we got? got a, there's some other things in there. We're actually working on some really cool shit that it's built into the hardware now. Um, and Decoded and I are going back and forth real deep on this, really pushing this chip beyond what it was ever supposed to do. Um, oh, dude, we are so close. And uh, I wish I could talk about it right now, but very, very soon. Uh, should be should be so much fucking fun. It's it's gonna it's very different than just being some sort of external input device. So uh, hmm, what else am I missing? I don't know. It, uh, cool. What you what you described so far is just mind blowing. That's awesome stuff, especially the <laughs> I mean, self yeah. stuff. That's yeah, really cool. Some ant catalog toys. So um. <laughs> What I what I wanted to get onto next, now that you've explained what it can do, is what the internet thought it could do. Um, oh God! And some of the comments, I think, I think you might have might have found this this gem um, was like, at best, it will be able to get the default documents folder. Um, <laughs> somebody else said, 
uh, it must be using a reverse shell through the laptop to use the laptop's Wi-Fi. Oh, I love um, that one. Oh man, there was just like just just endless comments of people who are speculating, <laughs> just like with zero knowledge. Like, oh, I took hacking one hundred and one. <laughs> like, let I me mean, tell like, you how this works. Half of those people didn't even read the very articles they're commenting on. And the ones that you know claim to be interested, of course, didn't even you know maybe click the sources that would go back to the videos that literally answered all those questions. But <laughs> you know that's the way it works. Shout um, out to uh, the internet. Everybody is Hell an yeah. expert. You must listen to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the the things you just mentioned really touched on an interesting aspect of this. You know, push button hack kit that it's in their mind also includes the payload whereas you know this is a piece of hardware and you, you put your own payload in it and right. if anybody knows anything about hid stuff you know x5 ducky whatever it may be uh the payloads where the meat of the shit happens like the the hardware is just doing the initial handoff and then all the evil shit ends up happening on the software side so yeah you gotta fucking know how to make a ducky payload wow um, but maybe, maybe all the people who don't know that really shouldn't be touching this stuff anyway. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. So one I mean, of the it, things it, that I found, funny. Um, so one of the things that I, I've looked at a lot in the past is, is, you know, getting the kind of archives of ducky script and, and yeah, th that's actually a pretty solid language given how simple it is. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you guys does the does your cable actually support that on chip or is that something you convert ahead of time? Uh, it's all on chip, so it's got a little web server in there, and in that web server, I mean, I think technically it's JavaScript, so yeah, maybe your 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 client side I, doing I, that, but yeah, uh, it's it's on the fly. So you 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 type your ducky script up in there and you hit save or run, uh, and it, it gets converted on the fly and kicked through. That sounds very similar to a, a project that I worked on uh, a couple of years ago. Nice. For nice. Uh, that JS pay payload conversion for DuckyScript. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of like black box functionality, nothing new happening here, maybe besides that self-destruct thing. Yeah, yeah. It's really about it going inside of a small space. And yeah. for, I mean, further being like developed in my kitchen and assembled in my kitchen from a capability standpoint, which I think is a valuable part of the narrative because a lot of people are like, man, that stuff is nation state. And, you know, not only did I do it in my kitchen with really cheap, you know, relatively cheap uh, consumer gear, it's also, okay, we'll also mass produce them. So there's many of them. And now you can stop yeah. saying it's only the NSA who could ever do something well, like that. And, it'll be and I think, you know, one of the things that happened uh, a while ago was that people started to get scared of flash drives, right? Yeah. Which is reasonable. But people really don't have that same fear for, you know, uh, USB cables or bait pins or anything like that. Yes. Yet. And honestly, like, I, I hate the kind of, like, incremental cat and mouse there. Like, sure, let's be more aware of cables as another vector. But, like, maybe we could stop thinking that we're going to solve this by just don't plug X in right. as the solution. And actually, you know, it's, it's been an issue for over a decade. So maybe we could try something else. Um, yeah. And that's kind of another thing I'm hoping for here. It's like, hey, it's, it's also why I've been kind of slow rolling this out publicly. It's like, okay, you know, in 2017, I'm like, look, ducky in the cable. And then, you know, two years later, it's like, cool, a wireless version. And 
only you know dropped a, a bunch of the prototypes at defcon and i'm like guess what is going to be mass produced and you know give me yeah. a few months so it's you know slow rolling enough that people who do have the ability to affect change in a wide way can see that coming and you know this is I, I, like ducky stuff uh, hid attacks is while still viable and in many ways a really reliable pathway and much like phishing um isn't too technically interesting so a lot of this is kind of a hello world of hardware and yeah i'm absolutely going to keep chasing the hardware pathway there is so much for evil shit that can be done oh yeah with implants right so one of the you know that... that's gonna happen <laughs> go ahead yeah one of, one of the things that i think was really cool is i was playing around with a pone pie recently um, yeah, yeah. a raspberry pi and i got it set up so that you have a an HID USB device that mounts, uh, renders an LNK file, which exfiltrates SMB hashes, hashes to the Pi. Yep. Pi yep. cracks them, types in the password. Right. Now it's like using multiple HID devices together. You know, you have the keyboard, you have the mass storage device, and you have the uh, 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 um, USB to Ethernet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool to see how those I mean, I mean, it's fucking awesome. Um, as another example, so as, as I mentioned, um, there with Joe Fitz and his fucking glasses are great. You should check them out, especially if you want to kind of get an intro to hardware hacking in general. But we also kind of condensed portions of that four-day course down into, I guess, what was effectively like a 20-minute loop we ran at Black Hat and something called Arsenal. I, I didn't know what Arsenal was until we ran it, but it was basically like you get a booth in like the public area and people just rush up and watch your demo and of participate but basically what we did is again 20 minute demo what are you going to do hardware hacking but it's still valuable here like we took an at tiny and uh, he used something called the z tape uh, z tape conducts only in the z axis so through the very thin thin uh, direction of the tape not the uh, length or width of the tape that's uh that's done effectively by having a whole bunch of basically copper powder granulate granules embedded in the tape, but sp uh, spaced out enough that they uh, they don't touch each other. So cool stuff. The point here was, you know, we had an AT tiny and a really thin board and you put the Z tape down, you put the board on top of that and the spacing of the holes of this board would align perfectly with the UART header on a small, oh God, what was it? It was like a network storage device or something, you know, an older one because older's better in terms of education and you know ease, ease of brochure. But first step he shows you is that you connect up to this UART header manually with you know serial, like a serial the USB adapter or whatever, and you manually interface with it and get a root shell. It's like, cool, let's wow. automate that. So then you take the uh, sequence of commands you know, and you shove that into the AT Tiny. Instead of ducky script here, same kind of approach. We're just a series of serial commands yep. going out. Yes, clip that on, it powers up, it replays all the serial commands, very similar to a ducky, and boom, you got root shells. So that was uh, you know, another approach that, there's just so much. There's so much of that type of really basic shit. Like the dream of the 90s security scene is still alive in the hardware yeah. uh, in many ways. Like some of this stuff is just uh, yeah. really basic low hanging fruit and well, it just keeps going. It's a lot of the same not all the same vulnerabilities, but oh, yeah. largely a lot of them are the older style vulnerabilities. I mean, 
like you just mentioned, um, the the I think UART commands and stuff like that. That's yeah, just, man. It, like it, it's just AT commands. That's old school oh, yeah, yeah. modem talk. So well, I mean, in the yeah, the NTLM thing. Those are super leaky, and they have been for twenty plus years. Uh, yeah. what, what, what are? With the UART stuff as well, like breaking bootloaders, um, like just straight up sending interrupts, like before, like pre-boot, and editing kernel parameters, like to drop the single user mode, and then be like, lol. Like there's no yep. no grub security, no secure boot on a lot of like on routers and stuff. Like that's a dream. Yep. It's... And yeah, for 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 anyone listening who doesn't really know what that means, mm-hmm. like I'm sure you're familiar with SSH, right? You know, remote over you know network interface into another machine. Um, Telnet's like a unencrypted version of that, and it's very similar to you know you are in this sense. Now, the the security protection that is intended is that someone's not going to be able to physically touch a few copper pads built into a circuit board. Uh, unfortunately, that's becoming a lot easier to do in many ways uh, for, for a variety of reasons. Also, there's a lot of hardware that is being close, basically made closer and closer, if not directly connected to the internet. Shit that was never supposed to be like, it, it's, its protection was the steel box around it, right? And that's that's how a lot of these platforms and protocols were made years, decades ago. Uh, and now, you know, we're, we're, we're shoving more and more of it on the internet or making things much more accessible, like a uh, multi-tenant VM environments and stuff like that. It's everywhere. And that's, that's creating some very interesting, risky scenarios where we're all sharing the same hardware mm. and sometimes things just are imperfect in terms of isolation. And maybe you could go down to the hardware yeah. and uh, hop around and come back up into somebody else's and things like that are happening. So it just keeps going and going. We also have a lot of really cool shit like dirt cheap uh, microcontrollers like the AT Tiny as a basic learning one or wireless ones or FPGAs that are basically one by one millimeter <laughs> that allow you to turn it into whatever you want or whatever malicious thing you want. Uh, in, in my experience, uh, chips that have things built into it, like, oh, you need a specific chip that does USB to have USB. It's like, well, yes, but, you know, USB is just signals, you know, high, low happening, voltage or no voltage happening in a line. And what if I want to break the spec? You know, I, generally things etched into silicon are according to spec. Why, why would you make so many of them otherwise? But I mean, if you're doing it in software, per- yeah, exactly. The real question is, how long until we uh, we see you know the OMG cable with an FPGA doing like PCI? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an <laughs> extremely good question, uh, especially after I was hanging out. Um, so part of these classes, I was hanging out with uh, Chris Gamble. He's not really in infosec, but he's more engineering. You know, KiCad dude. Uh, Peter Esten, uh, he's the guy who made uh, Blackmagic Probe, the Icebreaker, things like that. So uh, Peter, for instance, I got to throw a lot of my suspicions about what an FPGA could eventually do in malicious ways 
Uh, but the learning curve has been always extremely frightening to me. So I've never really figured out how to approach it. But uh, he's given me uh, some really good insights, and the FPGA pathway is really attractive, more so than it was two weeks ago. So who knows what may happen? I think oh, one yeah. one other thing to add that's fairly obvious, but I'll, I'll say it anyways. The hardware hacking idea of it, doing anything with hardware hacking, generally speaking, it's not as remotely risky as uh as doing stuff like hacking boxes on the internet or doing botnets anything like that if you're yeah. if you're hacking hardware it's just as fun and it's just as interesting yep. but yep. way less risk yeah at least in the learning stages there are yeah, yeah. <laughs> hardware hacks you can definitely do remotely um you can like like that multi-tenant scenario I was talking about but yeah learning a lot of the fundamentals it's it's pretty pretty clean and contained yeah like i mean i was streaming that router thing the other day um i'm probably nobody saw it decoded it's probably the only one um but like i'm sitting there on my desk like on my actually on my coffee table with a camera looking down soldering some stuff and you know playing around with the bus part and whatever and someone asked me like how do you stream and not like self-docs i'm like what am i self-docsing i'm not committing a crime i'm like playing with a router (laughs) Yeah, like exactly. Right. Contained, contained to my fucking coffee table. Like, there's no crimes here. I own this yep. shit. And half that shit, like, it's got these probe points on the board so that the manufacturer can hook up to it and interface with it over UART. Like, it's literally in there for that exact reason. They're just not expecting people to know that or have the uh, just general awareness and incentive to hook up to it. Eventually, um, after you know. The, the first re- revision, you're going to see it on most of them, but as the board gets revised and they're no longer debugging shit or having to program it over that, let's start to lock those things down. Mm. Um, maybe they're remove the pads. Yeah, exactly. They'll they'll do minor things, but it's it, there's always a way back in, and it's it's interesting how many will not just. There are ways on on chips to disable via the config, like hey, hey, we're we're going to take down UART now. We programmed it. Close up UART and various security modes, right? And people just don't yeah. set it. It's it's not been a thing, and it's such a simple thing that they could certainly start doing if more don't, people no. demonstrated these risks. Don't like don't, there's don't like a, the JTAG cell pin. <laughs> if you pull it lower, yep. pull it higher. Like you like you turn it, you enable or disable JTAG. It's like all right, well yep. let's probe the bitch out and we ground it. Like yep, absolutely. And a lot of these things are. I mean, we're talking about routers and. Honestly, yeah, you can build your lab by just walking into Goodwill and grabbing a few random electronic components and just playing around, right? But right. a lot of the exact same attack pathways apply to really expensive things that control really expensive hardware and infrastructure around us. And a lot of those also have an immediate threat to human life or just destruction of a lot of things if people get into them and Mm. a lot of times they're not physically secured in ways that would stop you from physically interfacing with the same type of technique so you know medical specifically (laughs) i think is one of those areas that is still oh yeah medical for sure a lot of the things that control very large infrastructure like say waterways uh (laughs) yeah things that you know control machines that are very large. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
kind of frightening how much of that just doesn't really get locked down. Even, even physically, like it's just, mm-hmm. there's physical acts. I, I can walk up and go touch that thing that would fucking kill a bunch of people. Why is that out here? But please put it away. Yeah. Please put the screws back in that. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, no, sometimes you don't even have to take the screws out because there's like a port on the front that's meant for somebody to plug their diagnostic tool into. And whoa, right, right next to that is also, oh, you are a header. What? You know, yeah, things like that. There's a. I was looking at something recently that has a, a USB A male uh, connector, and if you plug yeah. it into a USB port, it'll it'll fry it. But the pinout <laughs> is literally a uh, ground TX RX VCC. So, <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, uh, speaking of that, there was a there was a thing I saw recently that, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to cheat and do it this way but there is a tool that would actually um tell you what which pad you were connected to um yeah. based on the input jo- you know what i'm talking jo- about Grand's, yeah joe grand's jtagulator J- yeah oh is that what it is yeah, oh okay one. yeah 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 okay but yeah well, i sorry. mean there's a way of just you know probing stuff and uh, i won't step through that but yeah it's cool it's you just hook a bunch of probes up to random things you see on the board and it just works through uh, some logic to try and identify each of the ports and help speed up identifying which open pads may be it, uh, you know, a JTAG port. Right, right. So it's yeah, very handy. You did uh, you did Black Hat this year. I, I'm not going to ask if you're doing yeah, it next year. But would you uh, consider doing more training in the future just in general? I mean, yeah, I, I like doing training now. I, you know, it's worth reiterating that this was Joe's training and I was just kind of assisting. But it is very rewarding. Um, either getting, you know, typically a, a lot of people will be, you know, maybe heavily introverted and you, you can kind of pull them out of that and get them really going on something passionate or, you know, where they light up or uh, a lot of the class, they'll go through this like, fuck, fuck, everything's horrible. This is frustrating. And then all of a sudden you get that like dopamine hit because like there's this, connection that happens you're like holy shit um a bunch of the students like they you know these were eight hour days i I was fucking exhausted because we were also building like everything the day before for the class you know like class content you know stuff like that but uh the students were like just physically like splayed out in like couches and stuff just like having having these ideas go through their head whether they're trying to solve these puzzles uh because this this was more than just physically or this was more than just you know, UART type stuff. We were we're also dealing with like physical layout type stuff, or we're trying to figure out how to deal with the physical layout restrictions and piping that to a mill so that we can create physical pathways and traces on the board that'll allow us to extend certain tools, right? So we're, we're manufacturing PCBs in class on the fly, and you kind of have all these different layers in your head from physical layout to schematic to you know the the interface of what you're trying to hook to and the weaknesses of it and there's so many layers and it all domino effects together and you get all these crazy restrictions and it's a, it's a lot of fun and it gets complicated but then you have these breakthroughs and it's like holy shit and it's really cool seeing that on uh various people's faces that's awesome that's got to probably be the, absolutely the most rewarding part about it is is seeing it when it finally clicks with somebody that's uh, oh, yeah, having definitely. an especially hard time. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. Just awesome. leading them through it. 
I think a lot of people are uh, intimidated by slaughtering, uh, like generally. Um, yeah. Once you do it, it's not that hard. I mean, I've seen someone do it with a uh, potentially um, stolen spoon. Uh, yeah, I don't know who did that. No, I don't know who did that. Like, you know, some people got a little bit outraged about that video. Oh, the outrage! That was great. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. They thought it was another thing. I mean, yeah, their own me. dirty mind. Yeah, exactly. I see that Twitter conversation, so I was like, "Well, stop looking like criminals." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yes. along the same lines. Oh man, though, pushing yeah. those buttons. If some people just don't do like it. you to have fun. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's their problem. Right. But that makes me have more fun when they feel like that. So, <laughs> you know, it works. <laughs> uh, what a great cycle. <laughs> you need to be, you know, the, the, you know, what? I'm going to rewind a second before I even say that Vegas, where the fuck were all the grasshoppers we promised? That was bullshit. <laughs> there saw, were none. I saw I know. And one of them. Was so, zero. Yeah, exactly. Right. That was bullshit. So, what I was about to say is you need to be the flag or, you know, sign of the apocalypse that you want to see in the world. You need to become it. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Vegas clearly didn't deliver. I like, yeah. uh, I like that. You need to be, yeah, you need to be the grasshopper. Is that like some Mr. Miyagi shit or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could be one or you could be like, you know, millions yeah, you gotta be swarms of things. That's way better. Alright, swarm Zerg, you gotta be the Zerg. Let's go. <laughs> Zerg rush. I, Zerg rush all the hacks. Yes. You know, I, I have a... I'll, I'll drop this here, actually. I was talking with Decoded, but uh, that Demon Seed kit, I think I have a really, really, really simple modification that would get a wireless trigger on there with a very basic mod. And um, I mean, the antenna would be effectively be, you know, short, you know, kind of a strip of wire, right? Long pointy thing, kind of like a, like a sword or maybe a samurai sword. <laughs> it's interesting that the history of samurais are, yeah, I mean, they, they typically would kill ninjas. So it's kind of interesting. Oh, but... <laughs> oh interesting. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I think we need to give a samurai sword over to uh, Demon Seed and see what happens. Love it. Somebody's birthday was a few days ago, so that's interesting too. But you know, <laughs> well, I hope it was weird coincidence. I hope it was extremely enjoyable. I mean, I know on my birthday, yeah. I usually just get on the internet, look at the news, and check Twitter, and have a good, a great birthday. So I'm yeah. assuming that's what happened as well. Right? Sell some used cars. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, sell some used cars. Uh, oh, good times. Cool. Yes. So, uh, to wrap it up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, this uh, is a good I mean, thing. Been, I I'm not sure how long we've been talking for, but we've been talking for a while. No idea. But does anyone want to just quickly list uh, the party they had the most fun at? Let's go with that. Just for next 801. 801 was good. 801. 801 was good. I think Paranoids wins for me. Nice. That was a good party. I was definitely, when I read Mansion, and that was, I don't know what I expected, but that yeah. was a, 
a mansion for sure. Mechanical bull there and everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, Wait, uh, I, I gotta say the, the the mechanical bull was pale in comparison to the battle royale Pac-Man. Was this <laughs> all at uh Paranoids? Yeah, this is all paranoid. Oh wow, cool. There's a good dual core performance there too. Yeah. Very uh, nice. They also had uh these noise making light up guns that definitely enjoyed yep. the rest of my trip to Vegas. <laughs> got a I, lot uh, of use out of those. Yeah, I, I managed to bring my hat home without having to take it out of my bag, but it is larger than a cell phone. So, uh, I think one of my favorite tweets that I saw about DefCon parties, because DefCon parties is a thing for anybody who doesn't know. You can follow DefCon parties on Twitter. They have a calendar that tells you when all the sort of more public parties are. Um, but there's always room parties there's always the quieter parties there's uh parties you need an invite to but there was a couple of people who went out of their way to forge some wristbands to a particular party that was a fake party so they spent a whole bunch of time making wristbands to get into something that didn't exist well <laughs> that's great nice yeah i definitely had a lot of fun at a lot of parties this year uh yeah so, so much i won't name but yeah, it was, uh, it was great. really fun. It was a lot. It was great, like going there and knowing so many people this year. As yeah, that was my thing. Years, years before, um, so met a lot of more great people, and just every every year you like that I go, I always uh, walk away like with like great ideas from talking with with mm -hmm. people. That's really my favorite part. It's just uh, the stuff you learn talking with people. Yeah. No, I mean this was my first DefCon, but I knew two or three different groups of people and meeting them face to face for first time was great. It was awesome. Great. Hell yeah. Anybody else uh, planning on going to any other conferences coming up? Uh, I wish I could go to Derby, but it's oh, yeah. not, uh, I don't think it's in the cards for me. Mm. Yeah, I think it might be a work before I think about it. Yeah, I think my work uh, basically brings everyone to Derby, so we'll see what happens there. Nice. Nice, yeah. All righty, any last words? I know you have some. I'll, uh, get a lawyer. I'll just do my shut the fuck up and get the lawyer. Get a lawyer. A lawyer. Uh, uh, be the okay. apocalypse you want to see in the world and trust your criminal instincts. Yes. Like Action planet. Defcon's canceled. <laughs> right on. All right, I think we got everybody. It was a good episode. Uh, we will see you all next week. That sure. was my. Sorry. Well, it's unforgivable. Anyways, yeah, we'll see you next week. Good way week. to end the show. Just let it loop out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Feeds back until the next time, next episode. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace, everybody.